Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm Jay Schurz, pastor and certified kingdom advisor. I appreciate the fact you're using this program, this podcast, to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions at the end of this podcast, feel free to give me a call, 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com, kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can also set up a free consultation through that website. If you'd like to discuss some of the issues regarding biblical financial stewardship that you hear on this podcast. So I want to talk to you today about receiving counsel, seeking counsel, seeking wisdom. It is the trend, and and I don't quite understand why, but it is the trend that people are trying to do everything on their own. And when you do everything on your own, many times you, you walk away from the path of God. But when it comes to investing, when it comes to financial planning, people don't want the advice of advisors. They don't seek counsel. They don't want to talk to someone who does this 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Okay? Let me ask you a question. If you had a brain tumor, God forbid, would you operate on yourself? Well, you say, no, I can't do that. Then why do you think... Why do you think that a person that avoids the wisdom of an advisor tries to do things on their own? It's a serious question. You know, people would say, well, <clears throat> uh, it, it's easy to do. You can get online and do it. Uh, everything is kind of, of on cruise control. There is some truth to that. All right, there is some truth to that, but I'm going to put a, a rock in the hubcap on, on this particular topic today. Now, first of all, what does Scripture say about seeking wisdom? Now, you have to understand, money, financial stewardship, is the most discussed topic in Scripture. All right? It's not brain tumors, which you would actually seek the advice of someone who is professional there. Over 2,300 verses in Scripture that discuss money or money management or debt or charitable giving, whatever it may be, over 2,300 scriptures, most discussed topic in the Bible. All right? So I'm going to give you three verses here, and I'm these are self-explanatory. I don't have to twist or turn or, or do anything to these particular, or, or particular scriptures in regards to this topic. The topic is seek counsel, seek wisdom. In Proverbs 15.22, it says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. In Proverbs 12.15, it says, The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Let me read that to you again. Proverbs 12.15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, 
But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. You can use that scripture for a, a just a myriad of topics. Okay? I think that it applies to several different issues that, that come into our life. That we are all trying to fix things on our own. Number one, God is the answer. All right? And you'll find yourself on your knees when you try to fix things on your own all the time because eventually God's going to say, I want to show, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I want to, I'm going to show you something. You can't fix everything on your own. But when it comes to financial stewardship, why is it? What, uh, I'm serious. Why is it that people avoid advisors? People say, well, you know, they're just trying to make a, make a dollar off of me. They're just trying to make money. Listen, do you work for a living? Do, do you expect to get paid for what you do? I, I, I'm literally tired of hearing people say, well, I'm, I'm trying to save some money. You trying? Listen, uh, listen I, I can't hardly build a birdhouse. I'm just, I don't have the mind uh, for construction. I guess if I was taught, I probably could do it. But I'm lucky if I could build a birdhouse and have, you know, four square corners. Or, or I, I just, I can't do it. If I'm going to have a house built, I'm going to hire a professional. If I'm going to have a garage built, I'm going to hire a professional. If I'm going to have a furnace put in, I'm going to hire a professional. If I'm going to have a tooth pulled, I'm going to hire a professional. If I need tax advice above and beyond what I know... I'm going to hire a professional. If I need a trust done, I'm going to hire a professional. Right? You with me? We could, we could go on for days and days and days. You hire or you seek the advice of someone who is professional in that discipline. When it comes to man or managing money, people think, I could do it. <laughs> I, I could do it. You know what? You can, but a lot of it's luck. All right? Even from an advisor standpoint, what the market does is really we have no idea what it's going to do tomorrow or even 20 minutes from now. It has no, being seeking the advice of an advisor in regards to financial stewardship has nothing to do with guaranteed return on money. Okay? That's the first point. Now, even though scripture says seek the advice of counsel, people are out here doing it on their own. There is a multitude of websites where you can get on and do your own stock trading, do your own um, investing in, in, in uh, mutual funds. Uh, you can go to a number of legal websites and, do, and, and create your own will. Uh, there's just a number of things. But people are doing that to avoid what? Seriously, why? Why do you say, well, you know, I'm just not going to get the best advice. Now, you know, I work uh, in the coal mine uh, 10 to 12 hours a day. But when I get home at night, I'm going to do my own investing. Why would you not seek the advice of, a, of someone who does it 10 or 12 hours a day? Yeah. I've got to be careful that I'm not sarcastic in this, but sometimes it blows my mind that people think I can do this on my own. And then, and then they'll look, for example, the last three years, if a person invested online, okay, and they were in indices, indexes like the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, the Dow 30, Industrial 30, uh, the Russell 2000, whatever it may be, they probably are up. 
And then they use that as justification to say, why would I pay an advisor when I could do this well on my own? Glad you asked. But first of all, if you are a believer, right? If you are a believer and you are investing in indexes because that's what the website says it's the best thing to do. And then you talk to the guy in the coffee shop uh, and he says, I invest in indexes and, and this is how I make my money. And I've, done, I've outperformed um, my old advisor and I've, uh, um, you go to Thanksgiving or Christmas and your brother-in-law says, well, I invested in this. You should do that, and there's no reason to you know pay more than four dollars a trade, uh, and and you can outperform any advisor on a street. Well, I'll tell you something. First of all, if you're investing in indexes, S&P 500, Nasdaq 100, Dow Industrial 30, Russell 2000, and you say that you are a Christian and you are a believer, you are invested in things that are absolutely 100% contrary to just about every Christian belief that you hold. Every one of those indexes either either have investments within the indice that profit from and or support abortion, pornography, anti-family entertainment, human rights violations. Every one of those indexes. You say, well, it, it, it doesn't cost much to... All right, well, you explain that to God when your stewardship is judged. You know, God, I really thought that I could make an extra 2% if I invested in these indexes and I avoided the use of a, a Christian advisor... Um, because I just really didn't want to make sure that I didn't want to pay them for the advice. I could do it on my own because everyone else is doing it on their own. And I made an extra one and a half percent. First of all, it's not your money, right? And you try, you just trampled on your own beliefs. So therefore your beliefs are meaningless. You don't have any beliefs. You can say I'm pro-life yet. You're invested in things that are pro-abortion. People, you cannot, you cannot be pro-life and invest in these things. Now, I do not believe, now this is not a legalistic thing, but I, I do not believe that you inherit the sins of the companies that you invest in. But how can you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I don't believe in killing babies. I don't believe in killing and murdering the unborn in the womb. And then you look at your S&P 500 index that you're invested in and you, you pat yourself on the back and look, look how much money I made. I'm up 15, 20%. Knowing full well that you're invested in things that you, that you say that you don't believe in. How can you say that you don't believe in something and then do it? The reality is you don't believe in it. Either that or you have put your, your, your focus on mammon, money. Money is more important than your beliefs. People, I, I'm not going to candy coat this. It is extremely difficult to be obedient in your stewardship without the advice of a God-honoring advisor. It is very difficult. But let me explain why. <clears throat> I pay several thousand dollars a year for the software and the knowledge and, and the research... <clears throat> to find the companies that align with my clients' beliefs. If you walked in my office and, and I ask you, hey, you know, what, what makes you smile? What is it you want to support? And you say, well, you know, I support clean energy. I support those things that 
uh, are positive uh, corporate governance. They, they treat their employees well. I don't want to invest in companies that, that profit from uh, some of these countries that, that are uh, persecuting Christians or homosexuals uh, or using child labor. I don't want to invest in anything that are profit from anything that's killing unborn children. Um, you know, I, I, I'm anti-pornography. Uh, I don't want to invest in companies that are profiting from the, the porn industry. Um, I'm like, hey, that's great. All right, well, thanks for telling me. Go out and do it on your own. You can't. I don't know how, I personally, I don't know how you would do it. I, 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 the resources, they're hard to find. So then a person would say, well, maybe I'll just go out and buy some of these these uh, uh, companies that, are, that say they're faith-based. Well, I can tell you right now, <clears throat> I could line up a whole host of companies that say they align with uh, the Christian foundations of, of beliefs. And I can tell you right now, through the screening software that we utilize, most of them fail. It takes some work <laughs> to find these companies actually align with what you're trying to accomplish. So why would you do that on your own? What is more important, obedience or performance? I'm going to ask you that again, and I'm going to slow it down. What is more important, obedience to God or performance of your portfolio? I'm not saying that a God-honoring portfolio can't outperform a worldview. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if your focus is on, I don't want to seek the advice of counsel, because it may cost me 1% a year to be obedient, I would rather do it on my own and keep that 1%. Even though I'm profiting from killing unborn children. Okay, well, <laughs> you're not answering to me. <coughs> I, I mean, it, it, I'm not judging you. I, I, I'm not. I, I just, I am bewildered at the do it, the, the, the people that say I'm going to do it myself. I've been doing radio since the late 90s. I used to have a live call-in show. And people say, why would I use you? When I can make as much money on my own. Well, if you remember, the the NASDAQ was was approaching uh, 5,000 back in uh, uh, the 2,000 time frame. Uh, the Dow was approaching 10,000. Yeah, we're at 30,000 today. But it was approaching 10,000. People were making money, right? And I, I sometimes my mouth gets away from me. And on, on live radio, I said, listen, slick. So it's a proven fact that a chimpanzee can make money in a bull market. It's true. It's a proven fact. They, they had a chimpanzee that picked ping pong balls out of a basket that had uh, stock symbols on them like GE or Ford or uh, Walmart or whatever. And, he, and they fit, fit, you know, picked out a number of these, these ping pong balls and they put them into a portfolio. And over time, the, the chimpanzee actually made money. So you're not impressing me when you say I could do it on my own and make money. Because you're saying, I'm as smart as a, as, a, as a monkey, right? Or the monkey is saying, I'm as smart as you, you, you know, you take your choice. And I said, listen, I said, the first correction that happens, you will come running to people like me. And guess what? There was a correction, right? The Y2K time period, there was a correction that time period. And I wonder what that caller did. Because advisors actually manage emotion. We keep you in when you should be in and we get you out when you should be out. We take the emotion out of the market. And when you're a do-it-yourselfer, many times you are way behind 
the cycle. You're following the lemmings. You're you're not getting the news before everyone else. You're getting the news after everyone else. You're getting your news real time. It's too late. It's too late. Listen, I've been doing this for a quarter of a century. I cannot predict the market. I'm telling you right now, I cannot predict the market. But what I can do is help you align your beliefs. Help you align your, your stewardship with your beliefs. That's what I do. Right? And I keep you in when you should be in, and I try to get you out when you should be out. All right? Along with a myriad of other things. Now, who do you seek the advice of? I say a trifecta when it comes to financial stewardship. A trifecta. One is a God-honoring. I'm not talking about the guy you sit with in church. It has nothing to do with it. If the person cannot offer biblical advice, or does not offer biblical advice when it comes to investing or financial stewardship, it's the wrong person. Now, I know that a whole lot of people just threw their hands in the air and say, ah, it's a good Christian man. He may be a good Christian man, but if he's not giving Christian advice, biblical advice, on those 2,300 different scriptures regarding financial stewardship, then he's giving worldview advice. You know why I know that? Because I did it for 12 years. The last 13 years has been biblical advice. God got my attention in 2008. He shook me up. Jay, I didn't give you the talent to give world advice. I was a born-again believer, right? Born-again Christian. Went to church two, three days a week. Traveled around, spoke about financial stewards. But the reality is, <clears throat> there's a right and a wrong way. There's a right and a wrong way to do things. And in 2008, I, I did it. I, I completely changed the financial planning firm over to a faith-based, God-honoring firm. Things changed. My income dropped six figures. Uh, it was difficult. It, it, the devil lined people up against me to try to trip me up. Did not want me doing what I'm doing now. And to this day, I can see what the devil's trying to do to me. Throws um, some serious cactus in my path. Because I'm, 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 I'm giving truth. Trying to get people's focus off of money. And get it back on being obedient. Okay, so seek the advice of a person that is giving biblically responsible advice. The second, you need a tax someone uh, that, that's a tax professional. Doing it yourself at you know Tax Act or H and R Block Online or uh, using a part time tax person you know in April, you need a tax professional. You may not need one now. You know we've got different seasons in our life. In, in a number of ways, including financially. Not everyone needs a tax professional now. But at some point in your life, you probably do. The third is an attorney. Do not, do not do all this, this brain surgery yourself when it comes to legal matters. Whether it be a will or a trust or a irrevocable life tr- trust or a charitable remainder trust, special needs uh, uh, trust. It, don't do it on your own. Seek the advice of someone who is a professional at it. Someone who goes to continuing education. Someone who is, is studying the, the current tax code. The, ter- the current uh, laws involving what you're trying to accomplish. Getting online to avoid paying an attorney, you know, three or four or five hundred bucks to set up a will properly, to me, is not being obedient. You know, 
A person has no problem taking 500 bucks and going down to the casino. A person has, has no problem spending 500 bucks uh, on scratch-off tickets throughout the year. A person has you know, no problem spending $500 on going to Red Lobster and, and Texas Longhorn and Olive Garden uh, 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 you know, throughout the year. But when it comes to getting good legal advice, they're like, ah, yeah, I'm going to do this online. Now, I don't need this. Trying to save a couple hundred bucks. I, I, it just makes no sense to me. You want good advice or do you want eh, so-so advice? Right? You want so-so advice. <laughs> it's not really needed to be great advice. <laughs> I just get it online. I'll, I'll Google search it and I'll, I'll get somebody else's opinion. You know, and, and it may be some kid sitting in his, his grandpa's basement uh, uh, giving you legal advice. Uh, people, be good stewards. Seek the advice of counsel remember proverbs fifteen twenty two. plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed when i say many advisors when it comes to financial planning i say the trifecta now <clears throat> i've got to be careful how this show this podcast sounds because it sounds like well uh, maybe it sounds like a sales uh, push it's not a sales push you either do it right or you do it wrong you either be obedient or you're not. You either follow your beliefs or your beliefs are meaningless. That That's how we sum this up. People, regardless of where you are in your life, what season you're in, seek the advice of counsel. All right? This, this do-it-yourself, uh, self, you know, brain surgery is not a good thing. And then those of you that actually say, well, I am seeking the advice of, of, of counsel. I, I, I've got an advisor. Then we move it one more step. Say, okay, who is that advisor? Has the advisor ever asked you about your faith? Has your advisor ever asked you what's important to you regarding your beliefs? Has your advisor ensured that your financial plan aligns with, with your, your Christian belief system? Beliefs dictate behavior. If I looked at your 401k statement, if I looked at your investment statement, if I looked at your financial plan, if I looked at your checkbook, if I looked at your tax return, could I accuse you of being a Christian? If the answer is no, then you have the wrong advisors. Okay? I'm going to close it with that. That that was my drop the mic. So, if you have questions, if you have questions, I would love for advisors that are actually listening to this, that, that, that maybe not know how to be uh, uh, an obedient advisor. Let me let me be your your catalyst and giving good financial advice. All right. The more people that are giving good biblical financial advice, the better. We got to stop with this worldview nonsense. It's it's not worldview says it's okay to go into debt. Worldview says it's okay to invest uh, in, in, in things that create victims as long as you're making money. Um, it's it, it's critical. In this day and age, that we be obedient, right? But once again, advisor, uh, people that are actually just seeking counsel, whoever it may be, if you have questions about what I spoke about today, kingdomplanadvisory.com. And once again, you're welcome to give us a call at 888-226-7614. On kingdomplanadvisory.com, you can sign up for a free consultation. Free, free, free. Right? Not charging you for brain surgery. So... <clears throat> Reach out. Let us help you. Let us help you. God bless you. 
I hope that this this message takes root because it's extremely important. Extremely. I hope that the roots go deep and that you actually say, you know what, this this online thing uh, is pretty cool until the market corrects and then I lost everything that I made. Uh, and and at not one time did this rural advisor or this online uh, investment platform ask me about my beliefs because they don't and they won't. Get out of the worldview, people. Be obedient. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.